like years since I last really slept. I got chills through my skin. Welcome to the topic of conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins Jr. Hey everybody, I'm Rob Scoggins. This is The Topic of Conversation. We're here every Wednesday night here live at the original Brooklyn's, 100 yards away from where the Broncos play. Believe it or not, it is it is Broncos season and it's coming really soon. So if you're ever downtown at the original Brooklyn's and get here, um, hang out uh, before a Bronco game or just come for a fun time because they have reunions, they have a good time here and it's awesome. So it's original Brooklyn's, 100 yards away from Broncos play. I am Rob Scoggins. This is the topic of conversation, and we are here live, and we are having lots of fun uh, tonight because tonight's topic is, that's right, puzzles. But let's think about this, folks. It's inside puzzles. That's right. It's, it's a twist. It's, it's, it's bizarre. And we are very blessed uh, to have a relationship with a very, one of the best places in the state of Colorado and in the country, we believe, and we also claim, and it's true, we have Todd uh, McFadden. Got it right? McClary. McClary. We have Todd McClary. I know it was something. Um, Todd McClary here, and he is the marketing director for Paza. And Paza is an indoor uh, puzzle uh, funness, right? I, I, I always think of the song, How Paza, How Paza. <laughs> You That's know, right. Or how bizarre, how bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we call ourselves a puzzle room adventure store. Uh, people come in for experiences. We give them that, and it allows them to, you know, think flexibly, work together with teams, and, you know, have fun for an hour. Todd McFadden. McClary. McClary. Why do I want to call you McFadden? Are you thinking of a Gates McFadden? I the am. Actress? Yes. That's what I'm doing. The same red hair. Yes. I had you, more you, red you hair more, when you were younger. Yeah. Um, McClary. Mm-hmm. And that is that is Irish, correct? That is correct. Yeah, very Irish, right? Mm-hmm. Do you very have much. it? Can you do an Irish accent? I, 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 I can do a little bit of an Irish accent. I think. That's very good. Oh, thank you. The the whole the whole concept of Pizzazz, let's talk about the 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 founding the founding three, uh, the, the two gentlemen and the lady. Uh, who founded it? They one you 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 so you so elegantly told me uh, before we got on the show is that they come from three different backgrounds that work incredibly well together. What are their backgrounds? Yes, uh, and I I found out about this company as a as a customer, and I got to know the owners, the founders of the company, and I discovered that you know one of the persons has marketing skills, one has creative skills, one has technological skills and put those three together and you get bizarre that's right you those are really the 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 three things that you need to make a good fun fair puzzle experience and what a neat experience for you because you actually were a part of it you actually went there as a participant tell us a little bit about that when you first got involved with bizarre yeah i I had been to uh, puzzle rooms and escape rooms in other cities uh, before doing it in Denver. And for a long time, I had been looking for when one of these businesses was going to open in Denver. And then about two years ago, like several of them opened up around the same time. And I got a chance to try the first room that they built at Pizzah, which is called TikTok. And I did it with my friend Christy. And uh, I was very, very impressed with the way that they approached doing this room that was different than other rooms that I'd done before. And I got to talk with uh, Ryan, one of the owners, and just kind of asking him for his background, what, you know, why he decided to do certain things, you know, why he decided to open up this business. And it was just really incredible to meet this group of people. Why did Ryan decide to do this? Because the, 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 the Pizzah is about to turn two years old, mm-hmm. which is awesome because a lot of companies don't make it past the first year. Obviously, Pizzah is doing really well. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But tell me why, when you were interviewing Ryan or talking to Ryan, what made him want to do this? Well, you know, they, uh, they, they, before doing Puzzle Room Experiences, the founders of this company had a background in uh, online poker that they oh. had you know, developed a website that, uh, that they managed to uh, sell and get some seed money for. And they were kind of looking, what is the next big thing? And they realized, hey, how about these puzzle rooms, these escape rooms that all everybody is doing? Um, and I think that they recognized that a lot of the businesses that provide this kind of entertainment, we're really going a little bit too niche. They and not in the best neighborhoods either, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. they were really like, looking for the diehards, which is which is good, sure. you know. But they realized, why not do this for everybody? 
not necessarily the people who are the diehard puzzle people, but the people who maybe are just kind of curious about it or have a passing interest in this kind of thing. And, you know, just kind of make it a little bit more inviting and accommodating for everybody. And I thought that was a really brilliant business model, you know, when they were kind of describing that that's what they wanted to do. I agree. When Todd, when you, when you first you know, met these people, mm-hmm. did you just think, oh my God, I got to be a part of this? Or, you know, after your experience there, and, and you got because you have a great blog, by the way, yeah. and you can talk to a little bit, little bit about that if you'd like. Um, you thought to yourself, I, I got to get involved with this. How can I get involved? Or, you know, they really kind of gave you the olive branch. They kind of said, hey, what do you think? And, and then kind of said, hey, come on over and, and help us. Yeah, I, for, I, I, I'm very interested in puzzles and I have been, you know, writing crossword puzzles for decades. And, you know, that's a kind of puzzle work that you can do living just about anywhere. And I kind of wondered about, you know, how can I take this to the next level? You know, I could move to the coast where, you know, media conglomerates are hiring, you know, puzzle developers. But if I wanted to stay here in Denver, what, what is my option? What are my options? And this sort of fell in my lap of saying, yeah, this is something that is in Denver, uh, a city I love, and I can stay here and continue to do puzzles you know, in the Mile High City. And so there's four staff members right now, the four major, like the three three founders and you, and then there's the people who work the desk and in the puzzles. Well, we have a, a, we have more staff members than that. Uh, you know, you know we're, we're a fairly small company, I would say. You, you could count our staff on two hands and a foot. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there, there's more than just the four, uh, uh, myself and the three founders, so... Have you always been into puzzles? I mean, were you doing, you know, like crossword puzzles? You said you mentioned that. You also were you doing like when I think of puzzle, I always think of the life-size clue. Yeah. You know, almost a you know an interactive clue game, but it's it's really not. It's really uh, to get people together in a room and to get out. I mean, is that is that kind of the idea? Well, I mean, calling it a live-action clue game is not, you know, far off the mark. But to answer your first question, yes, I've I've been interested in puzzles and games. You know since the day I was born, uh, my family were, were big fans of games, big fans of puzzles. My, my dad was a consummate bridge player. We always had, you know, board games playing on the weekends. And so I g- grew up with that love and interest that came a lot from my family. And, you know, I, I you know, found uh, other outlets and other ways to meet people who are interested in puzzles and games. And I am a member of, you know, organizations that do that. And so that's really how my interest, you know, was, you know, came, you know, to the fore in terms of being interested in puzzles and games. I am fascinated by the puzzle world. There's so many different facets of it. There's there's people who do interactive, which is like D- Dungeons and Dragons. Or explain to me all of them. There's Dungeons and Dragons. What type of game is Dungeons and Dragons? It would be role playing. Role playing game. And you know that's sort of a tabletop version of it. There are also people who do live action role playing or LARPing, uh, where they basically you know physically put on costumes and go out in the country and actually you know beat each other with you know rubber foam weapons right, yeah. or do things like that so yeah that's that's sort of taking it to the next level and then there's the board games so the 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 you know i played a few i played some great ones um they they, they you sit and you're trying to team building uh board games where you all are on the same team trying to battle this foe or there's also board games like just like monopoly where you're trying to you know get as much stuff as you possibly can that's just board games right yeah um, and it's true that board games can be both cooperative and competitive. I, I, I like the fact that you mentioned Monopoly. I think that you know a lot of po- times people ask, well, how did the, the the puzzle room or the escape room get started? And you know there are different theories about oh, it started in Eastern Europe, oh, it started in Asia, it's been around, it started from video games. I think that for most people, playing Monopoly is their first experience of doing a puzzle room, because Monopoly isn't. And it's it's kind of a game that plays itself. There aren't a whole lot of decisions that you get to play. The reason like people like to play Monopoly is because because they get to play real estate moguls. They get to handle fake money. They get to you know. And everybody hotels. starts off with the same amount of money. Yeah, but it's it's kind of it, it's not so much of a competitive game as it is just playing the the part of a you know a real estate mogul. Sure. And that's what a lot of our puzzle rooms are. Is you're playing a character that you're given a situation and you're given an objective that you have an hour to complete. So in, in the, we have the game of life. We have Parcheesi. We have, you know, Orthello. We have chess. We have checkers. 
what about those games? I've seen people play live checkers where they have, you know, move people around. You saw it. You've seen it on Star Wars where they're using these creatures. You've seen it on other movies and other books and other things where, you know, chess and checkers becomes this live thing. Do people just want re- more reality these days because everything's kind of fake and phony on the on the Internet? Or the, is that what the the world of puzzling or, or what you're coming from, what pizzah, is that what kind of pushing them because people want to get out of their houses now. They're tired of being stuck in front of a computer all day. Is that what Pizzah wants people to, to know and feel? Well, I, I don't think that Pizzah is trying to prevent people from playing chess or checkers or anything like that. But I think that these businesses are just introducing a new way that you can you know, think about solving problems, think about having a gaming type experience where it isn't just you know, representative with, you know, pieces on a board, but actually more virtual where you are in an immersive experience. You're in a space that is decorated to look like a setting where your, you know, your adventure is taking place. It can be somewhat exotic, something that you would not normally encounter in your walk-a-day life. And so that apparently has a lot of appeal because, you know, video games are, you know, games that, give something of an immersive experience. So these rooms kind of do the same thing. I like it because any body, and I mean human body, can do it. Someone who's maybe not physically gifted in sports, maybe someone who's not, you know, doesn't like to be out on the ropes course as a team building thing, or maybe they don't like going on retreats. Maybe they don't like yoga. Maybe they just want to do a mind building thing. I mean, you guys are like a mind building thing. You get people together and sometimes you get people who are usually the quiet person at the business or the company who actually become a leader. In something like this. That's true. Uh, th- there are always wonderful surprises that are discovered when you put people in this situation. And yes, th- this is a kind of experience that is not restricted to, to particular ages. It's not overly athletic uh, or even athletic at all. It is something that you know everybody can do. Now, when it comes to uh, getting someone in the room, I mean, some people are claustrophobic. Some people are like, ah, I don't want to be in a room with five people. Let's say I'm in there and I've, I've been in there for, you know, 15 minutes and I need to go to the bathroom. Am I allowed to come out? Can I knock on the door and say, I need to go to the bathroom? Can I get out? Absolutely. At Pizzah, we do not have escape rooms. That is, a you know, kind of a common term in the industry. Uh, we have puzzle rooms. And the reason is that we do not have locks on any of the doors. We have missions, but they don't involve the characters in the story being locked in any location. They are not trying to figure out how to open the door. So yeah, if you need to temporarily stay, step outside of the experience to, you know, if, if you're feeling a little bit flushed, if you do need to use a restroom uh, for something like that, that's fine. And then step back in whenever you're ready. You mentioned and, and just a few minutes ago that it can be done with two people. Can you do it by yourself? I mean, can somebody just say, hey, I want to puzzle myself out? We don't recommend doing uh, these experiences by, by alone. There are some puzzles that are very specifically designed for communication between two people. They may have you know, information that is in two different parts of the room that people would need to separate in order to communicate to one another. Uh, in a couple of instances we have had um, puzzle room enthusiasts who wanted to do a room alone and we have made you know special concessions for those people they pay a little bit more uh, mm. not necessarily I mean it, it really depends on the situation sure. but uh, for our, our general bookings yeah you're gonna need at least two people for most of our rooms now have you ever heard the term uh, too many rats there's you put too many people in a room and they just can't they can't move and they can't get things done. Is there too many? Is there too many rat claws? Like you can only do with so many people in a room. I mean, do you have a cutoff where we're like, you know, really this many people is really what's what what suits our rooms better and seems to work a lot better. Let's say I came in with a group of fifteen. Would you say ah, maybe? Yeah, our individual rooms do have maximum capacities, and that's you know based on the actual size of the room. We want people to be safe, uh, and we want people to be able to you know, all be able to make a contribution to the experience. If you bring in a group of 15, you know, we certainly have multiple rooms and, you know, we can divide a group of 15 up into, say, three different teams and each one would do a room simultaneously. 
And, you know, that's, that's a very common occurrence when, you know, say a corporate group or like a, a birthday party group or some big family group comes in, you know, we accommodate them by, you know, just saying, well, we're, we're going to put you in smaller groups, but, you know, it's fine. You'll all get, you know, together at the end and you can, you know, talk about your experience. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Now, you also mentioned this, which I, which I wasn't even thinking about when we were talking before the show. Location, location, location. You have mentioned that the trend is a lot of people are looking for, you know, inexpensive warehouses, inexpensive places around the country to do these things. But you guys have chosen the opposite way to do it. You actually want places where people are, it feels friendly, it's safe, good parking, good lighting, good area in the evening because you're, you know, you're, you're a morning and evening, uh, you know, program, meaning your, your, op- your hours of operation are at that time. You have a great location here in Denver, Colorado. Well, thank you. Uh, anybody who opens up a business is obviously going to try and cut expenses. And if you can, you know, find a lower rent area, you know, that's certainly a good thing to do. And as I mentioned earlier, since a lot of these businesses, you know, have niche clientels, those people are willing to go to, you know, various kinds of places. But, you know, the founders of Pizzah decided, why don't we have, you know, someplace in a nice neighborhood, lower downtown, where, you know, tourists are going to be walking by and they'll see, you know, Pizzah. Hey, what's that? Let's stop in and see what it is. And, you know, we, we do get walk-in customers, people who, you know, five minutes before they go in a room didn't even know we existed. And they just, you know, came in out of curiosity. We explained it. They said, signed us up and we put them in a room and they have a great time. What is your guys' address currently? We're at 1440 Blake Street. 1440 Blake Street. Great area in the Denver metro area, folks. If you come downtown, Blake Street is one of the most happening streets because not only can you go to a baseball game on Blake Street, you can go to Bazaar. And um, do you guys have food there? I wanted to ask. Do, do you feed people there before? Because I was, I was thinking, I was thinking when we were talking, um, you know how they have the you know dinner and and show. You know how they have the uh, dinner theaters. Yes. Are you guys similar to that, where you can have a burger and then go bust out of a puzzle? We don't actually sell food or drink at Pizzah, although because of our location, we are Plenty very of places to go. Exactly, and we often people will say, you know, we'd love to go get a drink or get something to eat afterwards, and we're happy to give recommendations. Let's talk about inside the building, okay? Mm-hmm. Right now, you currently have four to five rooms. Is that correct? We have uh, four rooms that are operating now. Yes. Okay, and what are the names of the rooms? I know one is TikTok. You yes. mentioned that. Uh, our oldest room is TikTok. Uh, then there is The Steel. That's mm-hmm. our heist adventure. Mm-hmm. Then we have Kazam. That is a magical mystery. And our most recent room is called Iris. That is a time travel adventure. And, you get, and TikTok is time. Uh, TikTok is a detective adventure detective. Where, where you are you know, being called to an emergency crime scene to solve a case. Very cool. And then the one you just mentioned, which was uh, Iris, what is that one again? Uh, it's a time travel adventure where you get to travel back in time in order to change history for the better. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Okay. So another thing is, so plenty of food around, plenty of stuff around. You guys are not, you guys are doing so well in your first year. You're, you're looking for new locations around the Denver metro area, correct? That's correct. Uh, we are very... Uh, excited to uh, open up our uh, more locations. We're planning on opening up our second location uh, later this year in the Flatiron Mall area. Oh, near Boulder. Yes. And uh, we're going to be looking for more locations around Colorado. And um, we're, we're very, very excited about expanding. Wow. So the whole, the whole, the whole idea is, okay, let's say, let's say a young kid um, who's coming out of college or, or a young person who's in summer school, they want to work for you. And tell, tell young people if, if they want to work, work there in the rooms or, or help out and, and, and want to, you know, get involved with you guys, how they, how they can do that. Even if, I don't know if you guys are hiring, but, it, but if it just, if people want to get involved with you guys uh, in that, that realm, like to work with you. Well, if anybody's interested in uh, job opportunities or any kind of information related to Pizzah, they can certainly send an email to info at um, and, you know, basically talk about whatever their interest is and we will respond uh, in kind. Wonderful, wonderful website too that they have. Uh, very user-friendly, very easy for anybody out there to use. Let's go back to when you were, when you were, tell us a little bit more about the gaming world because I'm, I'm so fascinated by it and there's so many facets in it. Um, young people nowadays are, are all over the internet with stuff. I mean, there's, there's Worldcraft, there's, you know, World of Worldcraft, there's, there's all this crazy stuff. Tell us how you guys compete with all that. I mean, how does... Like you said, you were you guys were a niche, but you guys are a huge niche, and you're becoming way more and more popular every every month. Tell us how you guys are comp- not maybe not competing with them, but getting 
you know, young people uh, out of the computer rooms and into your guys' rooms? And is there an age limit uh, to, uh, to coming to Pazaa? Uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll answering the second part first. Uh, we welcome solvers of all ages. If you are younger than 12, uh, you'll need uh, an adult guardian if you go, to go into one of the rooms. But if you're older than that, then you can go in as a group. Um, in terms of you know different kinds of games that you were talking about that people play on the computers, yeah, we do not consider them competition. We it's it's really the high tide that raises all ships, and we're happy. You know, to sort of, you know, give them, you know, a, a, a tactile, physical experience, which is not something that they always get with, you know, a video game or an electronic game. Would you would you recommend this to, to everybody, that from from age, tw- you know, twelve to ninety nine, or is it is it is, anybody can do this, right? Absolutely. I mean, the, the the people that I've seen coming in, all ages, all backgrounds, uh, novices and experts. Um, you, you know, corporate groups, friends, families, relatives, um, you, you know, all kinds of groups are coming in, school groups in particular. Um, if my friend's in a wheelchair and my grandma's in a wheelchair, no problem? Uh, we, we will accommodate them, yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a wonderful room. So now, now try, to, try to tell our listeners what the experience would be. You come into Pazaa, there's a, obviously I've seen the desk. You come in, and let's just say I'm off the street. I'm walking down Blake Street. I'm with three of my friends. I'm thinking, hey, what the heck is that? We walk in. What should we expect? Sure. Uh, when, when, if somebody comes in off the street and, and asks, you know, we, we tell them exactly what we're going to be doing. And we say, you know, we, we have these different adventures that you can choose from. We talk about a little bit of the, the, the flavor of each of these adventures that I sort of talked to you about mm-hmm. earlier. And if they decide that they want to go with one, then we will take them to our briefing area (laughs) where we have a number of tables that are set up where we sort of explain the the general rules of the house and then we give them a little bit of a background on what their story is, what characters they're playing in the story and what they need to do in order to have a happy ending to their story and that they have one hour in order to achieve that objective. So um, once they are, you know, understand what it is that they need to do, then we will escort them to a room. They will open up a door and enter a new world. And, you know, an hour later, they will emerge, having hopefully, you know, completed their objective. And if not, then hopefully coming very close to that. If they don't complete their objective, what happens? Um, the way that the rooms are set up, that if a person does not complete their objective, they will be very, very close to a, a achieving it. And this is just the way that the rooms are designed. So we will go in there and we will often, you know, give them maybe one more hint toward whatever it is that they need to finish. And that's usually what it is for them to re- receive some sort of intellectual closure on whatever the experience was. And then we just talk a little bit about the experience, what they, what they liked about it, the puzzles that they enjoyed. And, you know, then we say, you know, we invite them to come out and, you know, we'll take some fun photos because we have a photo wall with nice. lots of props and hats. You know, something, a little souvenir that they can have for their experience. And then, you know, they're on their merry ways. And they're incredibly reasonably priced. Go to pizza.com. Uh, right now and, 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 and book something for your trip to Denver, Colorado because it, it is something you got to do while you're here. If you don't, eh, you know, it, they're, open, they're open all the time. Uh, not all the time, but they're open uh, Monday through Sunday and they're open, they have uh, morning hours and evening hours, very reasonably priced and they're open during the winter and downtown during the winter, it can be snowy, it can be, you know, you don't know what to do. Uh, head to Bazaar, I'm telling you right now, it, it is a neat, neat uh, I've seen the outside venue, haven't been in yet, but I'm, I'm excited to go. And I know the, po- I know the folks here at Brooklyn's are going to go too. When you were talking to Ryan, when you first got there as, as a participant or, or, or when, you, when, you, when you went with your friend, what did you choose? What did you choose? Which, which, um, which oh, adventure or oh, which room? We did TikTok. Did you do TikTok? Yes. And, and why did you choose TikTok over the other two? Uh, well, at, at the there's t- only two at the time, right? Actually, this this was their only room. Oh, their at the only time. room at the time. Okay, this was so you didn't have a right, It was very shortly after they opened. Okay, they had one room running, and right. so that so was TikTok's the original. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you didn't have a choice. But um, why did you think? Why did you? Why did you think they chose TikTok as the as the first original room? Um, I, I think that they they liked the idea of a puzzle room being a mystery, being a, a detective's mm-hmm. case. So I think that they wanted to come up with something that 
put you in the role of a detective, a thinker, a, 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 a person, a thinking person on the side of right, which is, you know, what the character in TikTok is. You know, there is a foe that they are, you know, battling against in TikTok, which, you know, we did when we, when we were doing the room. And so th- I think that's what they decided. That, that that's what they liked that as a theme. Who writes the rooms? I mean, how, who comes up with the concepts of the rooms? Now you're now you've got four rooms, and when you move when you move to a new venue, you'll add more rooms. I'm sure uh, you may take some of the classics that are at the original venue and maybe put them in the old, in the newer venue. But who comes up with the, who comes up with the ideas? Uh, the majority of people who work for Pizza are on the design team, and these are people who are, you know, artists, fabricators, manufacturers, electricians, computer programmers. Um, interior decorators, basically all of the people who need, kind of like if you were putting on a a Broadway play. If you're putting putting together a theatrical experience, these are all of the skill sets that, you know, form our design team. And yes, we have people who pitch ideas. What would be an interesting reason to be in a room for an hour? Um, what, What if they're doing this? What if they're doing that? What if it were set up this way? What if, what, what if it were a set of puzzles that were structured this way? So, you know, we, we have people and we discuss ideas and then we sort of flesh them out into a narrative. And, you know, we start writing puzzles that fall an, along the narrative and then we have a room. And then you guys as a staff, you actually do the rooms. You actually go in there and, 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 and play the game. Exactly. We, uh, the, uh, we, our, our staff helps us. They test our rooms. We find other people outside of the company that come and test our rooms. Uh, we refine them after our testing, and you know, then, we, then they're open to the public. When you're creating a room, uh, let's go with the newest room. The newest room is called? Iris. Iris. When you guys are starting to create the room, do you guys do a storyboard like they would do for a cartoon or an animation film or even a movie? Or do you guys you know, sit there and start just talking you know, and just writing? To tell me how a, the creative uh, boardroom looks when you guys are creating Iris. Well, with Iris, uh, a lot of it started with you know, some ideas for puzzles, first of all. Uh, that these were things that our, our manufacturing team wanted to build. They said, we would love to build this. We would love to build that. So that was kind of our starting point. And then our, our, our story people said, Hmm. What, what about what about something with time travel? Because that could be this in the room, or that that I mean, with, with, with this could represent that. And so then we started, you know, filling in the spaces. Well, you know, how do we get from this puzzle to that puzzle? You know, what what, what why are they doing this before this? You know, and what what else do we need to put in between? So there's so much yeah. thought that goes into this. Yeah, unbelievable amount of thought. When it comes to the room, when it comes to the room, Iris. Um, you have everything in there. I mean, you have you have the, the, the painting, like you said, it's like mm-hmm. a Broadway set. Mm-hmm. Um, you have chairs. You have places. You know, different parts of the room where people will go. And you're in this, you know, in this part of the room right then. And then you go to the next part of the room. To, mm-hmm. And it just kind of and, it, and it's supposed to last sixty minutes. That's right. Now, what happens when someone, you know, of 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 upper intelligence, or even someone who's just you know has that type of mindset, they're done in fifteen minutes. What do you do for them? You're like, yeah, we're done. Um, well, has that ever happened? Well, I don't know. I don't, maybe it never happened. You, well, using Iris as an example, I mean, we, 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 you know, we do acknowledge our, our talented performers. We've never had anybody finish Iris in 15 minutes, okay. although we have had people finish it in remarkable times. And, you know, we, 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 one of the things that we do is we try and design rooms to give as many teams as possible as close to a 60-minute experience as we can. Mm -hmm. So we can do this by, you know, giving, you know, bonus objectives and puzzles to the, you know, the high-performing teams or, 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 you know, other things like that. But, you know, when we have these outliers who are going to be performing very well, we we really just kind of, you know, congratulate them, you know, point out you've made our leaderboard of, of very, very talented performers, you know, and, you know, we would have liked you to have a, a longer experience, you know, because we want to have people to have as close to an hour experience as possible. But, you know, that's fine. You're fine. You, you, you did, did it. well. When, uh, do you have interactive people in there? I mean, are there other humans of staff members or is it just the participants in the room? Or do you have interactive participants? I'm thinking like a haunted house type yeah. thing. Well, we do not have uh, live performers in any of our rooms. There are... Um, 
characters that are in the room that are presented in one way or another, but they are not uh, represented by live actors. And obviously you guys are watching, uh, you know, on monitors or, 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 or on something to make sure nobody gets hurt or something, somebody, something, something weird doesn't happen inside the room for safety and all that good stuff. But um, when it comes to, if they're not moving, progressing very well, they're just sitting in there. Is there a voice of, you know, I always call it a voice of God, someone to get on the microphone and go, listen, guys, you need to uh, kind of move all along this. And, and, and I mean, is there someone, you know, like a helper or a guide that comes over the microphone and says, hey, we're going to push you along a little bit. Yeah, the, the, the team that I described, they put together some pretty smart rooms. And when I say That's that good. they're, when they're they're smart rooms, it means that the, the, the staff can kind of hit the button and then sort of forget about it a little bit because the, the rooms know how to respond to people. If a room senses that a team is moving very well with very little help, the room's going to sort of back off a little bit. But if the room senses that it's a tentative group, maybe the first time in a kind of room like this, they're not really sure what it is that they're supposed to be doing, then the room is going to offer help and maybe a little bit more help, and then maybe a little bit more help. And, you know, but the room is going to adapt to whatever group is in the room. So everybody is going to get the, the response from the room that it needs. You guys are almost two years old. So on average, you're adding a room every six months. Just like a good theme park or a good entertainment uh, venue, you got to keep adding stuff to attract uh, the people who love you and also the people who want to uh, have a new adventure. Uh, are you guys doing that on purpose, or is it just happens to be every six months we get a new room, or is that the goal? Um, w- we we wouldn't object to being even more productive than yeah. that, but you know we have to kind of work within economies of scale. We have to work with the, the the staff that we have and the real estate that we have, and I think that this is going to as we grow, we are going to be able to produce more and more. Your content. There's always a cost to everything people do, so especially in the United States. There's always a cost. You don't have to tell us the exact numbers of what a room costs, and I'm talking from start to finish, from concept to finish to design to the writers to the to everything that goes into a room. Can you give our listeners just a kind of an idea of what one room would cost to, uh, from start to finish, would cost to to build and create? Well, if if you th- if, if you think of a room of, let's say we have a room that's 12 by 12, okay. and imagine that we want this room to look like it is the interior of a castle. Uh, so, and, and we're going to be doing some, you know, facade work on, so it looks like natural stone, and we're going to, you know, uh, very Game of Thrones type exa- stuff. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. We we want nice wall decorations, maybe tapestries, maybe shields, uh, and, and things, and but, but we also need to have all of the electronics so that the room has proper sensors so that it knows exactly what the character or the players in the room are doing we need a speaker system because there's probably you know maybe a a, an evil wizard that is these are very sophisticated very sophisticated rooms yeah i'm I'm, I'm sort of avoiding answering the numeric part of your your, your question but i'm just that that is what is involved when you're, you're you're putting together a very elaborate immersive you know experience and i guess it's kind of similar to doing a broadway stage or 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 a movie theater uh, stage or something that is that elaborate that ha- that can that can interact uh, like a 3D you know like a, a 3D stage or something that you can interact with. Um, have you ever thought speaking of speaking of 3D, have you ever thought about doing the 3D room? Uh, it, 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 I mean, could you do a 3D room? I don't even know if you could do 3D. I mean. Well, I mean, I mean obviously, obviously, you know, it's <laughs> it, it, it's it's 3D in the sense that it's not just a computer screen. I mean, they are moving around the room. Uh, in terms of adding, you know, more kinds of you know VR effects, uh, I guess we we might look into that if the technology became you know affordable. Uh, but, I mean, but really, we're kind of looking for things that that uh, I mean, there are you know certainly businesses that are looking into, you know, like laser mazes, things that, things that have light projections, holography. But we also realize this is a time where people can actually touch something, pick something up, uh, manipulate something, use something as a tool. Uh, Those are things that you don't get to do in in video games. That's something that we want to capitalize on. 
When we come back after the break, we're going to talk to Todd more about why is this so popular with every culture and every person, uh, and, and how are people finding out about it? Because once people find out about it, they're addicted. I mean, people love it. I've gotten uh, people telling me about it online, how much they love it and enjoy it and, and love just going to these rooms and having such a good time. We'll be back right after the break. We're talking to Todd from Pazaa. Go to Pazaa.com during the break and check them out. I'm Rob Scoggins. I'm your host. This is The Topic Conversation. We'll be back right after the break. Thanks. Hi, my name is Rob Scoggins. I'm the host of The Topic Conversation. We are looking for great sponsors and we hope it might be you. Get your advertisement heard during the show on our podcast and on our website, thetopicofconversation.com. I'm Rob Scoggins, your host. Thanks. And we're back. I'm Rob Scoggins. This is the Topic of Conversation, and we are here live at the original Brooklyn's in downtown Denver. Don't forget, it's 100 yards away from where the Broncos play. And if you want to have a party or if you have an event or just a reunion, come here, have some fun, and then uh, go to the game or just have some fun and hang out in downtown Denver. If you're a big big uh, sports fan and come here, have some food, and then if there's a no game, if there's a no game going on at the time, just walk on over, and they've got a wonderful venue over there. You can look at the Bronco Stadium. They have the wall of, of Hall of or um, a wall of uh, famous guys who are up in there in the ring of fame. It's a lot of fun here. You're also a block away from light rail and a block away uh, from uh, right, uh, the bus station, bringing you right here to the original Brooklyn's. This is the Topic of Conversation. I am Rob Scoggins, your host, and we are here tonight. Tonight's topic is puzzles. It's also interactive puzzles. It's also rooms. It's also Pazza. I love that name, Pazza. Go to Pazza.com right now. Check out what they're doing. We have Todd. He is the director of uh, marketing for them, and he's about to be promoted, uh, and, and he's having a bunch of fun with them, and they're two years old. They are moving so fast and so furious. They got four great rooms, so check them out online and uh, just tell them that the Topic of Conversation sent you, and they're over there on Blake Street right here in downtown Denver. Todd, what in a fascinating world you live in on a day-to-day basis. Do you just love it? I do. I mean, is this just fun for you? I mean, you get to go have fun every day. I, I, I always have something new to do whenever I go into the office. Uh, you know, uh, I, I could be, you know, you know, talking with customers, you know, you, you know, taking them to the experience. I could be, you know, writing a script. I could be casting actors. I could be, you know, editing sound clips, uh, you're designing puzzles, uh, testing, you know, equipment, just all kinds of things. It's the coolest thing in the world. The, 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 the whole concept of Pazaa is, is not new. And I, I don't think Pazaa will tell you that they invented it, but they've mastered it. That's what's so great about Pazaa. There's so many things out there that are similar to it, but not quite what Pazaa is doing. Pazaa has taken it to a huge level beyond what, you know, what the people in the warehouses are doing. You guys have taken it to a level where you actually care about the guest. You want the guest to succeed. You want them to be have an interactive, uh, f- family-friendly thing. And there's four rooms they can choose from. They can, you know, you can send the kids to one room. They can do their thing with the teenagers. The adults can go to another room and experience a whole different uh, format. And it's a great family-building thing. It's a great company-building thing. And it's even a great community-building thing. And, and it's also a good couple thing. Um, I've had my friends who are not doing that well in their marriage... Um, went to one of your rooms, and they're doing great now because it taught them to talk to each other. It taught them to communicate better. So these rooms are not just, in my mind, they're not just rooms to to build a relationship with your business. You can build a relationship with your family, and I think it's just a neat concept. And I just, I am so amazed at what you guys are doing over there. Well, I'm very pleased to hear about uh, that couple. Uh, it's and it's true that uh, we're we're getting like bachelorette party groups. <laughs> Um, Better be careful in there with the sneaking in booze, right? <laughs> uh, and also, and also, and uh, a couple of times we have had marriage proposals oh, in the rooms oh. where they have talked to us in advance and they said, "Could we hide a ring somewhere in the room?" Because that's How one of the cool. things that you're doing. You're looking around, yeah. and so we set up one of our rooms so How that the, at the the final moment, uh, the 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 <laughs> bride or groom, yeah, whoever the, the, the bride in this case. <laughs> Uh, reached in and she found something that was not expected. It was it was a ring, and mm-hmm. then the the groom to be uh, cool. got down on one knee, and it was <laughs> just absolutely charming. Now another question I got online. This is where part of the segment of the show where we do some online questioning, where people emailed me who couldn't be here live at Brooklyn's, uh, but they wanted me to ask you these questions. They want to know, can you record it? I mean, a lot of people love video. They love you know live Snapchat or live. 
Facebook Live and all that stuff. Do you guys record these events or is it more just a private thing? We, we do not record. Uh, we are very, you know, sensitive to the proprietary, proprietary nature of our content and we do not allow uh, photographs or any kind of uh, photography to be taken. So leave your cell phone at the door. Um, well, if, 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 if you're, you know, disciplined enough not to use it to take <laughs> pictures, right. uh, some people are just absolutely, you know, wed to their cell phones. They are. And we're not going to wrest it from, you know, eager hands if they, if they really need their phone when they go into the room. But it, it's, not, it's certainly not going to help them solve the puzzles. We do not have Googleable puzzles in the rooms. <laughs> uh, but we really are just concerned, first of all, about people taking pictures. And also, we want them to have an immersive experience. Yeah. We want them to kind of... Get out, of, these get out of their cell phone world, and right? If, if they're in this medieval castle and they're getting, you know, uh, you know, calls from from people, or they're getting, you know, tweets, then it it ta- it sort of ruins the yeah, illusion. It bit. really does. Mm-hmm. When you guys are thinking of of doing, you know, live action stuff, I mean, what's the level of how far you guys will go to to entertain a room? So. Obviously, there's you know you're always creating, you're always making new rooms. You got four incredible rooms right now. Right now, I'm sure you're de- designing room five. I'm sure the, the con- you know all of you all of you creative folks are getting together. And uh, I do, you don't have to you don't have to tell us exactly what you're doing, but kind of tell us how long does it take? Because a lot of people are wondering online, I mean, how, how long does it take to make these rooms? I mean, from start to finish, it must take months. And and maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm speaking out of turn. It may take less than that because you guys. Are so creative. Well, it, 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 you know, a lot of the people who, I, I, I guess I should say, all of the people <laughs> who work for Pizza, this is their first time ever doing something like this. Okay. Um, so we're all learning, and as we learn, we are becoming better at our trade, and we are able to do it faster and more efficiently. Um, but yeah, but it, it is true that however you slice it, it's going to take a couple of months in order to get a room, you know, from the, the drawing board uh, shipped to the store. I think people like you, Todd, and this is a compliment to you because your 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 mind thinks differently than me. Because you you design puzzles and crossword puzzles is something you really enjoy doing. You have to know pop culture. You have to be smart. You have to be well read. I mean, you have to know so many different things to make these puzzles work. What type of mind, and I, of course I've listened to NPR and I've heard there, that puzzle guy come on there and do challenges for people around the country. What, is, what type of mind does it take to do a crossword puzzle? Because my mind just, just doesn't think that way. I can answer your questions. I can, I can answer the questions. Yeah. You, know, you know, 17 down, what is, you know, what is the name of you know, the dog food that starts with, th- that starts with the letter A? Yeah. Well, that'd be Alpo. Of course. <laughs> but I, other than that, I can't design them. Uh, well, certainly, the, with solving crossword puzzles, the, the key is is practice. And it is true that when you solve a lot of crossword puzzles, you're going to learn. A and your lot mind of the just things. sees those things, yeah. right? But then that also helps you when you're, you know, designing a crossword puzzle because you have it, you, presumably you're also a solver of crossword puzzles. Sure. And if you've done the hundreds, of thousands <laughs> of ones that I've done, then you're going to have an idea of. You know what are the what are the entertainment figures, the sports figures, the figures of politics that you know are you know good to put in a puzzle. Right, mm-hmm. and and you're more proud of yourself when you don't have to Google it, right? You're like, I know that, you know, I know that. It's it's true. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I, <laughs> even I, you know, I, I don't know all of the you know the the, the contemporaries and music stars. <laughs> uh, I, I, I it's it's tough to keep up with you know all the new sports figures. So yeah, I, I might have to look something up occasionally. Let's talk about the world of, of crossword puzzles just for a, a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you if I think of the New York Times and Washington Post, they get harder as the week goes on. Mm-hmm. So Monday's pretty easy, and then you get to the Sunday paper where it's the hardest. Um, uh, tell us how does how does a crossword puzzle progress? You know, is, is it just small ones that make it easy or is it just common stuff like you know what color is you know the, the common the common dish i don't know mm-hmm. or, or or what you know how does how does a crossword puzzle get get harder well for the new york times um they always want to try and have as much familiar vocabulary as possible so the difficulty from the easy Mondays to the difficult Saturdays is based on the way that you write the clues on Monday you want things that are dictionary definitions very very 
you know, common ways to associate with words. And then when you get to Saturday, you, that's when you want to be tricky. You know, <laughs> give us an example. Is there any way you can give us an example? Because mo- well, the easy ones are, I mean, they're three word, they're three word questions. I mean, it's just like, they can't be too long because they have to fill in but so much page and so much time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a typical question is, you know, you know, what color was, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Tell, give us an example of, you know, how a question on an easy one compares to a question on a hard one. Well, I'm, some time ago, I, I had to clue the entry coffee can. <laughs> I just happened to have to do that. And it, it was going to be for a difficult puzzle. And I thought, so I need to come up with a tricky clue. And so one way to be tricky is to write something that very literally expresses what you're going for, but on its surface will make somebody think of something completely, completely different. So for coffee can, I used the clue groundskeeper. Ah, yeah. because very good. when you hear the word groundskeeper or the phrase groundskeeper, you're going to think of somebody who you know takes care of a yeah, baseball, baseball maybe, maybe yeah. golf, yeah. golf course, something. Yeah. yeah, but then you think, oh, well, grounds could also be like grounds of coffee, and a can is what you would keep them in. So that would be an example. I love that. Mm-hmm. See, so play on words. Yeah. So that would be a more of a harder one exactly. because of the play on words. Mm-hmm. Okay. How does one design one? I mean, when you sit there, you're like, okay, I'm going to do 18 across, and I'm going to do 17 down. I mean, how does one even think that way? I mean, my mind just doesn't do that. Well, I mean, the mechanics of constructing a crossword, most professional constructors use uh, computer software to actually design the grids. Uh, I I do know people who still do it by hand. uh, And it's I, when I started doing it, software didn't exist, so I certainly... You were doing it by hand. I was doing it by hand. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the human element really comes in the clues. Now, were yours in papers? I mean, did you... Did oh, yeah. you which, which papers were you with? Uh, I've had crosswords in the New York Times. I've had them in the, the, uh, the, the Washington Post. I've had them in the Wall Street Journal. I've had them in the LA Times. I've had them in the, uh, the, the Chronicle of Higher Education, the Quarterly Review of Wines. Uh, I mean, I'm <laughs> have you ever had one? <laughs> I'm just going through my resume here. Have you ever one? Have you ever had one on Sky Mall? I've never had one on Sky. Yeah, Mall. Well, that might be that might be that might be a quest for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in Sky Mall, man, you're you're, you're doing something. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> The, the the whole idea, the, is that where you got your start? Is that where you got your start in crossword puzzles, designing them and making them? Yeah. Is that, and, and that was right out of college, right out of university? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I guess that was about the time when I when I was solving them So were you, Engl- were you an English major? Uh, I, I was a humanities, humanities major. Humanities major, okay. And, and basically I was just solving them. And at one point I said, you know, I bet I could make one of these. And I tried it. School newspaper? Uh, actually, I, I sent one to a national magazine. Did you? And I said, here, and they, they sent me back. Was, very, it do- very, was it dog fancy? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the spec, the old, the old games magazine. They sent okay. me back a very uh, cordial rejection. Uh, but they, they, were, they said, let me tell you, they, they, they said, we want to tell you what it is that you're doing wrong. Yeah. You know, that they sort of sure. mentored me a little bit. And so gradually I, I was making not as many mistakes and then I started getting some published. And so from, from crossword puzzles, and they, they paid you, they paid you. Yes. Yeah, they paid you. I mean, it's just like being an Associated Press, but you're making crossword puzzles, correct? That's right. Right. And so from that world to this world, was it an easy transition going from crossword puzzles to like human room puzzles with Pizarre? Uh, certainly the temperament for puzzles came naturally to me. I do recognize that I don't want to put a bunch of crossword puzzles in a puzzle room. No, but you but can have a theme. It's, it's mm-hmm. true, yeah, but, but theming or, or coming up with clever things like the groundskeeper coffee can thing might work in some situations. But I, what I find is that most people, uh, when they come to do uh, a puzzle room, they may be interested in crossword puzzles, but that's not the experience that they want. Uh, they, a, a crossword puzzle is something that's kind of cozy and intimate, you know, you know, with a cup of coffee on the Sunday morning. But this is, I think, something that they want to be a little bit more exciting, a little bit more dynamic, uh, and involve things that are maybe more visual, logical, spatial, uh, mechanical. So 
uh, you know, coming up with, you know, clever wordplay isn't necessarily, you know, going to work for a puzzle room. I want to encourage people coming from outside the United States and just people who are in the United States coming to Denver to please look up Bazaar. It's an amazing adventure that you get to go on, and it's a lot, a lot of fun, and it's very, very reasonably priced. They price it, you know, per group and per size of group, so definitely look into that. But the, the, whole, the whole thing is it, you don't have to be, you know— a, a guy like Todd who comes from the world of puzzles you can be a guy like me come you know a jock you can be a you can be a guy who who just you know sits and 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 and, and swims in his pool you can be anybody and it can be a lady who you can get a bunch of you know folks who are a bunch of teachers to get together you don't have to be a a puzzle person you can be anybody and have a great time and great adventure with this and what's fun about it is they have four different rooms so you can go in there they're going to explain it to you. You don't just walk in there. They're going to tell you what each room offers, what each room does, and they're going to say, this room might be good for your group. And you can even call them and say, hey, I've got a group of five people. We're blah, blah, blah. We're you know, a bachelor party or something. And, and talk to them and say, and they'll, they'll, they'll help you pick which room is best, best, best suited for your group and best suited for your time as well. And it's only, it's only an hour, 60 minutes. So it doesn't take up a lot of time either. And guess what? After you're done at Pazaa, and done with Todd and him, you're out on Blake Street, which is one of the funnest streets here in Denver, Colorado, um, because you can go to a baseball. You can, you can actually go to Bazaar and then go to a baseball game. I mean, that's how that's how cool it is here in downtown Denver. So check that out. I want to go back to to Ryan and Sarah and 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 um, Derek and Derek. Um, unbelievable creative people mm-hmm. and unbelievable minds that got together. You have one that's tech, one that's um, one that's. Uh, um, Sort of a marketing, sort of marketing and, guy and the creative person. Is there any place that this can't go? I mean, is there any any concept that you guys just feel like, nah, we're not going to do that. That's just too taboo or not. Nah, nah. And then maybe somebody who comes out of a puzzle, you know, because you guys interview people after they get out of the puzzle. You know, what would you, what did you like? What do you, what would you like to see next? Is there another puzzle idea? What type of what type of uh, interview is that like? I mean, when you ask people their creative ideas when when uh, they come out of the puzzle because their mind is already melted a little bit and some are really excited because they just got engaged or all this other stuff but what what type of questions do you ask them well i, I want to address what you were bringing up earlier which is you know the, the kinds of themes that we mm-hmm. pick uh we we do definitely want a family-friendly vibe uh we do not uh, design horror themed rooms. Those are popular types of rooms, but we just don't do them. Um, things that, like a hangover type room. Right. Those are that's another popular type of room. It's more adult oriented. And then nothing sexual either. Oh yeah, exactly. We want things that you know the, the whole family can enjoy. We don't want things that are overly intense. We don't want things that are you know controversial in any sort of way like that. Um, and then in terms of talking with people afterwards, you know, we certainly, you know, ask them about, you know, how they, how they felt about the experience, you know, you know, did, did they feel like, did they feel like they were traveling through time? Did they feel like they were uh, in, in the attic of a great magician? And, you know, and, and people respond and they say that it was the, the, the experience visually, acoustically, it was, it was, you know, it was very, very, you know, you know, uh, immersive, um, and, and and then we also talk about the puzzles and the thing that they the, the things that they enjoy. They said, "Oh, we had a little trouble with that," and we'll we'll kind of note things, you know, that, that people say if they if you know people have trouble with puzzles. But really, the the general experience is is people just being thrilled. People just not not only thrilled over being in such a, a magical, different, um, you know you know, exotic experience, but realizing that they could do more than they believed that they could do, you know, kind of stretching their limits, taking it to a different level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Realizing that they had a a skill that they didn't know that they had. That's so cool. Well, what a a great idea. Tell people how they can find you, how they can uh, locate the, 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 the the place on Blake and how they can make reservations and and what that, what it entails. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that people know the spelling of Pizzah. It's yeah. P-U-Z-Z-A-H, kind of like Huzzah, but with a P at the beginning instead of an H. Uh, our flagship location is at 1440 Blake Street. That is in beautiful lower downtown uh, between 14th and 15th on Blake Street. And uh, you can 
go to our website, pizza.com, and you can uh, book online. And uh, I, 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 I don't know our phone number off the top of my head, but you can get the phone number there if you would like to call and ask questions. Um, and also, if you'd like to make a booking over the phone. Right. Mm-hmm. And how, how far do they need to book out? I mean, how are you guys? Are you guys have some room this weekend or, you know, every every week? I mean, there's always there's always room because it's a one hour episode. And what are your hours of operation? Uh, we're open seven days a week from 11 in the morning until nine at night. We're open a little bit later on the weekends. If you're interested in a weekend booking, it would be a good idea to uh, make a reservation at I would say at least a week and a half in advance. Uh, those are our busiest times. Um, if you want to make something during the week, maybe a week to uh, would be would be a good idea. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, but certainly um, you, you can check online to see what slots are available, what rooms are available at different times, and you can always call and get recommendations. And I know Todd wouldn't tell you this because he's a cool guy, but I just want to remind you: this is a great this is a great bonding uh, event too. If you're having problems with your teenager and you want to get them in a room and talk. Great opportunity. That TikTok room, the, the 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 room that takes you on the adventure and the magicians. Is it which which one is that one? Uh, Kazam. Kazam. I mean, these rooms are great for for team building with you and your son, or you, or you and your daughter, or a mom and a daughter. Or if and I and I hate to say this, but if you're just going through a divorce, it is a great way to 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 do something with your child who's who's not happy with you right now. It's also a great way if you if you if you just I, the best story I got online. Best story, Todd. I got to tell you this. They, they, they emailed me and said, I'm not really good with my in-laws, meaning the in-laws didn't really like the new guy in the family. Didn't, you know, she's like, he, she, my family didn't really like him. We went to Bazaar. Uh, where was five of us. We went to Bazaar. We chose one of the rooms. They didn't tell me which room. They chose one of the rooms, and boom, boom, it did it. It was just magic. Magic happens in those rooms, guys. And, and they became a family. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful way not just to go out there and have a good time on a, on a bachelorette party, which is a great thing to do, or a bachelor party. It's a great way to bond with your family. It's a great way to bond with new people. If you're just moving into a, a new building, um, I, I've seen it on, I, I Googled you guys on a meetup. There's a meetup group that's starting with them. It's incredible. I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> um, a buzz, a Pazaa meetup group or a puzzle meetup group. It has been to Pazaa. That doesn't mean it's just Pazaa. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many neat things you guys can do, and it's not just for 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 uh, for for families and, and, and reunions and things like that. It's a great thing for families to do that are going through some struggles as well, and 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 also anything you know anything that you're going through in life. These rooms really do bond you together, and it's a neat neat concept. Um, Todd, are you ready for Rob's fast five questions? I I am <laughs> as ready as I will ever be. When you were growing up in Missouri. Did you ever, ever think you would be in, ended up in Denver, Colorado at a puzzle place? Yeah. I mean, what was your, what was, we always, we always say embrace the life you didn't expect to live, but, but it seems like you're embracing everything you do. What was your dreams, you know, when you were, when you were younger, just to write puzzles? Uh, goodness, I, you know, when I was a kid, uh, a career in puzzles just really wasn't something that was existed. <laughs> your mind. I mean, I, I mean. <laughs> I'm sure that there were people who, who, you know, made a living, but I just thought it was something you did for fun. I mean, I, I never, never as, as a child conceived that that could be a, a career. Do you think um, when, when, when Ray Bradbury, the creator of Star Trek, um, was thinking, you know, 50 years ago, that these rooms would, you know, the rooms you're creating right now, in my mind, become the hologram rooms on the Starship Enterprise? It, it, I, the crossover is just amazing. I was looking at your guys' rooms thinking, you know, man, in the future, that's going to be hologram. Somebody can just walk in there and live an adventure. Do you ever think that? Did you ever think that when you were designing these rooms? Like, man, we're, we're Bradbury. We're, we're the holograms. We're the, we're, the, we're the basis and the beginning of a hologram room. Yeah, I, I think that th- w- until you know holodeck technology uh, becomes sophisticated enough, where it becomes completely uh, th- the same as the, <laughs> like rest of the real thing, then we're, 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 the, we're the next best thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you, I think you are the beginning of what a hologram is. Mm-hmm. Our hologram room is. What's the next level that that you feel that you guys are going to take this? I mean, what's the next step? Um, obviously, we've been talking about holograms and talking about avatars. But, I mean, what's the next room? I mean, is it going to be space? Is it going to be an adventure in space? Is it going to be an adventure in, in animation? I mean, where can you take this? 
Uh, we're, we're always uh, looking for, you know, new ideas for rooms. Um, I'm, I'm certainly interested in what seems to be resonant in, in popular culture because, you know, we want to, you know, draw people based on that interest. I think that, you know, heroes, superheroes are big now. I think that would be a, yeah. a good way to go. Um, I, I think that there, there's always an interest in a little bit of sort of swashbuckling or sure. you know, kind of Indiana Jones yeah, kinds of things. I think that, that that's pirates a, and, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that kind of sort of romantic Errol Flynn, yeah. Harrison Ford, whoever, you, whichever era you're part of that, that, that's certainly, uh, that, that, that's attractive to people. So those are kinds of things that we're interested in, but we, you know, we, we might also kind of throw a curve and, you know, say, how about, you know, something like this. When you travel, Todd, where do you like to go? Uh, I love um, I love going to Boston, uh, just because I, I have it's a great city and I have so many friends there. New England's great. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Did they ever yell at you because you live in Denver and the Denver Broncos are here? Because New England Patriot <laughs> I, fans are mean. It, it's it's true. Uh, I, I I avoid those kinds okay. of conversations. Um, <laughs> And you know we, yeah, we, we 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 can talk about basketball. I think that's that's, that's sure the better. Thing yeah, you got the Celtics and Nuggets. Yeah. Neither are very good. Yeah. <laughs> and Boston, is there another place that you mentioned? You said uh, I I am I am fond of L A. Uh, hmm. Again, just because I know so many people there, and and I just you know have so many haunts you know in Southern California that that's that's kind of a nice place to visit. Vegas, I'm a big fan of. Not necessarily for the gambling. I'm more of a foodie, so I just like going there to to. You know, experience the nice restaurants. What's your favorite seafood? My favorite seafood, uh, I I would say probably you know just uh, fish. Yeah, there's a lot to choose I'm from not, there. I'm not a shellfish fan, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'd say like, like sea bass. No, you know, like like a, like salmon. I'd well, say. sure, salmon's wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the strangest puzzle question you've ever asked when when you were designing a crossword puzzle? The, the the strangest the strangest like the weirdest like there's something that's like you know they're never gonna get this or you know like 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 what color is squid I don't know you know <laughs> um oh wow <laughs> you, you sort of caught me off guard there uh, I I I guess at one point I asked um the, uh, I, at one point. You know, the, uh, if you solve a lot of crossword puzzles, then you'll probably know that <laughs> the the nickname of a person who goes to Yale University is an Eli. Okay, yeah. Eli. Yeah, yeah. Eli is often clued as um, the, a, a person who goes to Yale. Mm -hmm. And I looked up, and I found that this is interesting, that uh, Eli Whitney, the, the guy who invented the cotton gin, mm -hmm. happens to be a Yale graduate. Oh, there it is. <laughs> So, That's so, cool. right. so I think I once clued, you know, Eli, Eli Whitney's alma mater and then in parentheses, coincidence. Oh, um, very cool. Yeah, so, so fun. Um, so, so people who, you know, kind of know that as a, as a joke about the, 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 how to clue the word Eli <laughs> in a crossword puzzle might have got a kick out if of If you that. could be any breed of dog, what would you be? If I could be any breed of dog. Oh, um, I would love to be a shepherd lab just because there was a shepherd lab in uh, my childhood that I was very fond of. That's very nice. Mm -hmm. I can't thank you enough for being here and representing Paza, and uh, I cannot wait to come there with my son and, and, and other friends that come into town and, and just have some fun in those rooms. Uh, I highly recommend everybody who comes into Denver to please visit Paza. Go to Paza.com and uh, have some fun and, 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 and talk to Todd and the gang and, and, book, and book your adventure right away. Can't thank you enough for being here and, and representing them, and it's been an absolute treat. It was just delightful to be here, Ron. Okay, thank you so much. And folks out there, I just want to remind you to listen, talk, and laugh as much as you can through life. Wake up every day with a purpose to do good things for yourself and others, just like the staff over there at Pazaw does on a daily basis. And you never know, we might find you, and we'll call you, and we're going to tell you we want you to be right here at the original Brooklyn's, 100 yards away from where the Broncos play, to be our topic of conversation. My name is Rob Scoggins. I'm your host. Thanks for listening. Have a good day and good night. It feels like years since I last really slept. I got chills through my skin from nervous sweat. Accelerating, hallucinating, I'm digging in my nails. 
Fake a smile, hunting all the time, never close our eyes. <laughs> 